0: This is Golf Talk with Zach Trexler and Sean O'Donnell. Great, let's go ahead and pop uh, right into it. So, um, I believe that the Masters is is ten days away. Um, so I wish it were seven days later because who doesn't want it to be Masters Week? But what uh, that brings us to the, the <laughs> tournament, th- th- you know, this week, Sean. And if my, my memory served me correctly, it is. The uh, the Houston Open does that does that sound correct?
1: I... For the record, Zach's memory would be ninety seconds long for when he asked me right before the recording what the tournament was. And yes, it is the Houston Open. And was that a Shaboo. direct Easter reference by saying let's hop right into it, or did that just is that a coincidence?
0: That is a coincidence. I mm-hmm. um, I, am, I am subliminally ready for Easter.
1: Okay, jot that one down for next year. We'll use that uh, for next year's intro as well, Shell intro. Yeah. Or whenever the Easter is next year. Yes. Yeah, uh, Shell Houston Open. Um, oh, wait, no, it's not the Shell Houston Open anymore. Just That just rolls off the tongue, though, doesn't it? It's just the Houston Open now. I guess the city, I don't know. who Who's paying for this? Nobody knows. I guess Maybe maybe there's no cash prize even.
0: I don't know. Well, um, I mean I, I think it's reasonable to think that the, the City of Commerce might be involved. Maybe they're they've they've brought in some uh, some local businesses to, to, to pitch in to to sponsor the thing. I think it's worth uh, tuning in on Thursday to find out.
1: Yeah, we'll <laughs> find out on Thursday. Uh, I don't yeah, it's not Shell apparently, or they've been put on the back burner. I don't know what their deal is these days. When's the last time you shopped at a shell, Zach?
0: Yeah, uh, they've they've got some shell stations around here, so so it's. Uh, I think I've been to one this month. All right, cool. I know they don't have those, um, in your part of the country, uh, in Virginia, right? You're. Uh, they don't have those there.
1: Oh yeah, we got shell all over the place. That's a quality wow. I like to stop at a good shell, well lit. Uh, you know. Yeah, that's about it. They have no nice signs. That, sign. that, that, you I, know, yeah, like uh, shell. the Shell. If I see a Shell yeah. and a Chevron at the same intersection, I'm going to the Shell
0: for whatever reason. I think they need to start paying us for this for this podcast. Anyways, so Houston Open. <laughs> uh, when are going to have sponsors? We need sponsors. We need shell, DraftKings,
1: yeah, PGA Tour, 15th Club.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah, name, name any of those. And let's do that. Yeah. But so so let's talk about the um, the event. It um, I, I I know I, the, my only source for for information is the the DraftKings contest. Um, yes. And I haven't even looked at that yet, so I have absolutely no information um, in front of me other than I know the Houston opens this week. Um, the first question I think that everyone's asking is Tiger Woods playing.
1: Uh, Tiger who? Uh... Um OK, so I' I have slightly less information than you have. I'm literally this is live, like literally me live. This is a guy with a Gatorade and a spreadsheet and a cell phone. Um, and Tiger Woods is not playing this week. Tiger Woods says, um, he would rather, I don't know. He's probably he's probably getting to play in Augusta like nonstop leading up to this, which I think is one of your theories on one of the long lost archived podcasts that was never broadcast that will be like, it'll be like bonus material on one of our DVDs one day where you suggested that a pro golfer should just spend like six months playing Augusta leading
0: up to the tournament.
1: I think maybe that's Tiger Woods. He's probably like in his basement on a golf simulator, like playing Augusta over and over and over again. He's probably in Augusta
0: on the golf simulator playing Augusta but not so, at the actual so, course. Yeah, so in, in between uh, me asking this question and the last question, you probably heard me typing. I was I was logging into draftkings.com um, just to get a, an idea of what the contest looked like. The What's going to strike my fancy is that 20-entry max uh, $4 contest. Uh, I didn't have that last week with that bonkers uh, match play uh, event, but uh, I didn't even bother with it last week. I think you, you said you, you put in some, some entries last week. That.
1: Yeah, casually uh, cruised to a top eighty finish uh, last week. Eon. Um Yeah, I think shot like thirty teams in
0: there. Uh, pretty fun little little deal, but just fucking lottery. Uh, yeah, we could probably like spend a half an hour dissecting the uh, the the format of that contest, or the tournament itself, and. I imagine everybody would fall asleep. So let's move on to this week. Um, the, like I was saying, the twenty entry max sort of strikes my eye. Twenty five thousand dollar first place prize. And Tiger Woods not is not playing. My next question is: Is Louis Oosthuizen playing? Is is he is he in this one? Uh, no. Do we know why not?
1: <laughs> well, i don't know let me get um do we have louie on the line can we ask him ourselves <laughs> live wish, from man. south I would, africa <laughs>
0: i think maybe maybe i can get my uh, producer to to have him dial in here uh yeah before we're finished so i'll, I'll go ahead and get, get to work on that so all right get working on that we'll see So um, he's, not, he's not playing Who, who's, is uh let, let me just take one more guess jordan spieth he's playing here right
1: yeah, Jordan Spithe is as, uh, as playing. So, I mean, this tournament is it's kind of a, uh, it's a big warm-up for the Masters. It's like everybody only gives a fuck about the Masters. There's like a handful of guys that might play their way into the Masters, but for most of the names, it's like would they rather have the week off slash spend the week uh, preparing on their own slash maybe get an extra round or two in at Augusta, or do they want to like play themselves into form? And you kind of see the same guys – Every year, um, you know, Stenson Rose uh, play this a lot. They, they're ones that just prefer to play into form. Spieth it being in Texas, I feel like there's a some kind of a connection there because he's from Texas, but maybe he likes playing into form too. Phil Mickelson always plays a, this. I thing. thought he had a
0: sponsor, uh, Spieth. Doesn't he have a sponsor uh, obligation for this one?
1: Yeah, I think that there's something to that. Um, that's what I've heard. That... Um, Similar deal with the John Deere leading into uh, the British Open. But I think he may have actually skipped that one last year even. Um, But, yeah, there's some kind of ties like that 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 keep him around. Um, But a lot of the bigger names elect to skip this one. Like I said, you've got Phil and Stenson and Ricky make a habit out of it. Rose, not as much of a habit, but second year in a row here for him. Um, but a, like it's like a, a little bit of a lighter field after that.
0: Well, so let's start with my favorite golfer in this tournament, uh, Ricky Fowler. Um, I, I don't really know uh, anything about his his form, but I do believe that he wears color coordinated hats and shoes. But but maybe you can tell me about his golf golf uh, outlook for this week. <laughs>
1: Uh yeah, Ricky. I think what is he? He's the most expensive guy on DraftKings this week. And fair enough. Um, yeah, he hasn't been playing great, but he hasn't been playing bad. Um, I'll be interested to see his ownership this week. He's a guy that's like usually popular because of those uh, the, the uniforms. You know, a little bit of a, a fan favorite,
0: stylish guy. I think he's 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 good for. If I had to just guess, fifteen percent ownership amongst yeah. the crowd.
1: People have been off of him lately. Um, he's been, like, I mean, down by Ricky standards. Like, meaning what? He hasn't he hasn't won in a while. I mean, he finished, you know, 14 last time we saw him. Um, I mean, it's kind of a joke to see these guys are down, right? Uh, a couple missed cuts in the last few months. Yeah, yeah he's a little bit off. Um, so interesting to see his ownership at the top salary you're gonna have to take one of these guys unless you're gonna drop down and like start making your lineups with luke list or something i'd expect a lot of these guys to push 20 you've got rose fowler spieth stenson mickelson above 10k and so it should get spread around them pretty well
0: um yeah yeah i'm just taking a look at the more of the uh, the names on this year i mean uh how about stenson last week that was a uh exciting yes two weeks ago two weeks two weeks
1: ago yeah the one that the actual last stroke play event that was that was almost took us to glory I feel like that was a a bright moment in the early history of this podcast that I luckily briefly mentioned his name as someone who might not be as bad as people think he is and then he did really good so I take full credit for that um the interesting thing with a lot of these guys this week is that I think as fans too like I'm almost more concerned with the Masters and I'm looking at someone like a Stenson and I'm almost like he's so cheap in the Masters the salaries for the Masters are already out I'm kind of like it'd be more cool if he did really shitty this week so no one will own him at like 70 he's at 7,700 dollars or something dumb next week I'm almost like want that to set up like if Stenson like does poorly here maybe we can get him next week uh, at a because otherwise, like say Stinson comes out and finishes second place this week. he's gonna be massively owned at that salary next week, so I'm almost like,
0: uh, yeah, throw some so lineups so in there and whatever happens yeah, so let's let's talk about uh let's 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 uh shelve the golfer talk for a moment um my memory of of the Houston Open, again, um you know you watch the masters uh, every year i I do anyways. And, and, and during the Masters, the coverage, CBS will show the, uh, you know, they'll show the winner of the, the Houston Open, and they'll show, like, a little highlight. And I feel like, uh, you know, the course to me, uh, if, if my, the way I, the, you know, my, my, my perception of the course, I've never been there, but my perception is that the course is uh, this really vanilla, bland, flat, generic golf course. Like, there's no real memorable, you know, thing to it. And do you can you give me some insight on the course itself? Uh, since I clearly have no idea what the course is like.
1: Yeah, I um, the course to me, like I get that impression of it too. What it's known for is that they try to make it just like Augusta, and I'm like, well, what the fuck does that even mean? It's really it's really long, and they make the greens like impossibly fast. And then other than that, like I mean, how are you gonna replicate Augusta? Um, you know, they could plant some flowers. Uh, They could put all the pins like on the side of a hill like they do at Augusta um, Shit like that. I mean, but it is kind of what they go for like they they know that their niche is Warm up for Augusta, so they're not gonna you know, they have to kind of sell it as that so I think what that means here is um, a lot of length and some really tough greens complexes Um, there's you know, if you get way off the fairway, you're gonna be in tree trouble and stuff like that. And there's water on the course as well. So, I mean, that's kind of the story. Is like they want people to be hitting the same kind of shots. Like, not come out and play a pitch and putt going into Augusta. It's gonna be similar setup.
0: Um, impossible putts, long drives, stuff like that.
1: Is the um, grass
0: the same between the two uh, courses? Like, like uh, what do they what do they have at uh, Augusta? Is it? Uh, kentucky bluegrass or what are we dealing with
1: <laughs> and you know i'm like the most anti-grass type guy there is out there i forget i mean i guess it's in the south I, it's got to be some kind of bermuda you almost want me to i almost want to look it up right now but um I, I there's almost no chance that it's the same type of grass growing at um in Houston, I, uh, lot, yeah, uh, I wish you hadn't asked me that. I'm getting, I'm getting kind of irritated. Yeah, let's
0: not, <laughs> let's not focus on the grass. I mean, I think that's important, <laughs> but I couldn't tell you in what way it is or isn't um, off the top of my head. Um, so uh, let's get back to the, the golf list here. I, I, I didn't, like I said, I was navigating around DraftKings.com uh, for the first time this week. Um, some of the names that sort of pop out to me um, as a, as a casual golf observer. observer um, you know, Phil, you, you did sort of allude to Phil, or before I cut you off. What about uh, Mickelson this week? You think he's another popular play after his uh, recent uh, form?
1: Yeah, I mean, Phil basically coming off a win at the World Golf um, a few weeks ago. I mean, the match play result, like, who cares? Everybody finishes tied for sixty fourth there. I don't. I mean, that's that's a totally random event. I'm um, not really putting any stock in anyone doing quote unquote bad there. Um, Phil actually really checks out. I mean, there's a long history of him being overvalued. I think he's going to be super popular this week, so that brings his playability and DraftKings tournaments into question. But like, his numbers are actually have come around. Like he's playing really good, uh, really good golf lately. Uh, he belongs with a ten thousand dollar salary, um, and so. But you need a little more than that for me to roster you at ten K. I want to get a. An ownership edge and have you kind of sticking out from the crowd. So let's Um, yeah.
0: So it sounds like we've covered a couple guys who are high owned. Who is someone that is low price um, that should be like your mega value pick. You know, like uh, who's gonna exceed here his salary expectations. uh, You know, the bargain the bargain bin I think is a is a hot term that people like to call those.
1: Yeah, I heard some kids banner. saying that the other day. Bargain bin, kids are were hanging out on the corner. Bargain bin. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know exactly what it means, but yeah, uh, I think I think I can use some context clues there. And, uh, uh, nobody, um, (laughs) you know, this is another one of those where I've said before, like some weeks we get like a Kevin Chappell for 7K and I'll say he has like a really robust number, meaning he's got a lot of recent rounds where he's done well and a lot of past rounds where he's done well and he's low owned and it's just like all lines up. And this week you don't have that. It's more kind of grasping for like, does somebody have one metric that we can kind of like, uh, you know try to hang a hat on and, and turn put some lipstick on a pig um backing up a little bit to the course setup and the greens i think um with the stem meter being that fast that you know I, I don't have data on this but my perception is when the greens are that fast it becomes really fucking hard to putt and i tend to throw the putting statistics out the window so it's kind of an equalizer where like nobody's making 15-foot putts when the greens are that fast and the hole placements are that hard. So I go for guys more that are, like, really shitty putters and a good tee-to-green game. So um, that's going to bring guys like a Jason Kokrak into play, guys like, uh, like a Scott Piercy, a Thomas Peters. These are all guys that can, like, really put it out there and normally suck at putting. And, like, maybe if everyone sucks at putting, they can do some damage here. Um, uh the, the guy that my number one low-owned, low-salary play is Jimmy Han, James Han, um, Asian sensation from California. Uh, it's still, that's kind of taken a stab in the dark. That's based on his last four tournaments. He's done quite well tee to green. Uh, that's not been his history for the last year, but there's a good pulse there to chase after all day in a DraftKings tournament.
0: Yeah, Han, I feel like I've I've used him uh, previously, uh, and maybe in the past six months, uh, based off of your recommendations. Uh, he's just got the right price this week, it sounds like.
1: Yeah, I mean, he keeps putting up pretty decent T to green rounds, and it's one of those where, like, maybe this is an indicator that um, he's kind of going through a transition in his game, or maybe, I mean, it's, his number's so sensitive that he could – He could miss one cut really badly, and he'd be back off our radar. But like I was saying, in a tournament like this, we don't have a lot of guys with really robust numbers, so it's more like um, throw throw some darts, some some educated darts with guys like him, uh, a Brandon Harkins at seven thousand dollars, young guy that you know I like these guys that are on like a, a career arc to where they might actually be getting better, as opposed to trying to roster like a Uh, lee westwood or somebody that i don't expect him to like magically play a lot better than he has been but a younger guy maybe they're actually just getting better and we're catching him on the on the uptick you know
0: yeah i see what you're saying there um so um just again scouring the list here uh you know that, that bargain bargain bin uh list was 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 great to hear um because I'm always looking for guys to, to, you know, when I'm picking my lineups, I just sort of go for the cheap guys first, the bargains. Um, try and find the, the low-end guys and then go up to the top of the list and look for guys who are more expensive. Who's, your, who's the guy that you will be using the most in most of your lineups this week, all, you know, based on just pure value, money, uh, expectation? Um, let's hear it. Yeah, that's a good question. Um,
1: I mean, normally there's there's a guy like in the seven thousands that you're like, this is this is the dude. Um, I don't I don't think there's gonna be that guy this week. I don't kind of the guy that I'm most interested, most excited about rostering is actually Jordan Spieth. I think um, I don't know if I'll own him in half my lineups. I don't know if that'll be appropriate because this top end is really competitive. Um, but this is a guy that i told you sometime in like 2015 i think it was like if jordan speed is ever like like the not the most expensive guy by a thousand dollars or less like meaning like if he's not at least a thousand dollars more than the next guy like never ever let me not roster him in at least like 25 percent of the lineups and he's
0: i recall you uh, saying that yes
1: he's like the third most expensive guy this week and um it, god damn it he's still Justin. he's still jordan Speith. i mean <laughs> uh and people know do you, that but if do you they' off him at yeah. all
0: yeah. yeah sorry do Go you ahead. worry that he he uh i'm looking at the uh fantasy points per game on draftkings.com he only has 69.9 points per game um whereas most of the guys in that that salary range are way higher than that what's your what's your opinion on on that
1: I have no idea what that number actually means. I mean, it's all wrapped up in the the scoring changes so dramatically from event to event. Um, it really could be a matter of him, like, doing well in low-scoring events and getting cut in more of a score fest. Um, I mean, yeah, he's missed a couple cuts in the last few months. Look, he's off his game, but, uh, you know, in a DraftKings tournament, like, this is this is what we play for, right? Like, give me... Uh, the world-class guy that everybody thinks isn't doing that well. Um, He's not lost tee to green, and then his long-term tee to green numbers are really, like, way ahead of uh, everyone else in the field still. I mean, he's, like, his long-term tee to green, he's, like, doubling Stenson, doubling Fowler, doubling Mickelson. Rose has got a good long-term tee to green right there with him. And um, I don't know. Um... You know, there's some concern there, but that's what we live for, right? Like, I hope Jordan Spieth comes in under 20% owned, and I'm going to try to
0: at least earn him twice as much as the field this week. Yeah, I'm just going to assume that he's going to be lower owned uh, just based off of his his lack of of real success uh, lately. Um, who Who's a guy that you believe, and again, it's difficult to know, you know, the gas projection owner, you know, the ownership of, <laughs> and all that. But, like, what's the guy that you don't want to have because he's going to be, you know, just over-owned and won't play well in your, your expectation?
1: Yeah, that's a – okay. So, I mean, the guy that I think is going to be highest-owned is Phil Mickelson, but I'm not putting him in the, like – um, you know fuck this the guy category no I'm not I'm not putting him in there like Phil's got he's got some numbers to back it up for sure um, Cabrera Bello a guy that we're always like a little more sour he's like super hyped by the public but he's got a little bit of a pulse right now too I, got, I used to always say that about Tony Finau I can't say that about him now I'm going on the list here who are people who are gonna go crazy over um who are they gonna go crazy over gosh anyone below that like I hope they go crazy over him but uh
0: what about Sharma didn't he have a, a hot hot tournament recently and... shwarma uh Sharma
1: yeah I don't, yeah I don't no not know. he's he's coming on like hot fire he's <laughs> $8,400 this week, which I think will keep people off of him, or otherwise people would really love that. But, I mean, he's kind of gotten the salary boost to go with it. Um, uh, yeah, that brings me to an interesting point, that, uh, to let me sidestep your last question. Um, this week, or maybe last week, but this is the first week I'm aware of it, is um, the European Tour has finally put out strokes game stats. Um I don't know how they're calculating them because, like, on the PGA Tour, people run around with iPads and log like every shot, and I don't know where these are coming from. But they've got some semblance of strokes gained, and they're on the Euro Tour website now. It is powered somehow by the 15th Club, and um, it's kind of neat to look at those numbers. I don't know what they mean yet. Like, you know, I'm looking at these guys that have like a stroke and a half gained tee to green on the European Tour. And the question is, like, well, how much do you discount that for the PGA Tour? And the answer is, like, more than most people think, like, a lot. Like, you need to lop a lot off that number to translate these to a PGA Tour field. Um, but uh, Sharma has a great number in, like, 36 rounds on the Euro Tour, like, stroke and a half, T-degree number. Um, so that's interesting. I, um, I think he's legit. I and mean, that's probably not... Most people are like, yeah, I was saying that three weeks ago. Um, the other one to look at is Dylan Fratelli, who's got like a really nice uh, Euro strokes gain number, and he's down at 7400 bucks. And I don't know if he's one of these guys that people will go Euro crazy over, but if he's kind of hidden in there, like at 7400 that's where I like to take a shot. Uh, I don't like to take a shot so much with like an 8, 9K guy, but uh, I'll give you Dylan Fratelli, and maybe I'll just be one
0: of the masses doing that. But if not... Load him up. Yeah, I've never heard of this Fratelli character. Um, that's that's an interesting guy. Um, just checking. He's South Africa. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. Does that
1: do anything for you to tell him that he's South African?
0: Yeah, I'm. I've always been a. I think those guys are fun to watch. You know, whether it's Ernie Els or Uus mm-hmm. or or now this guy, he has to be. Uh, you know, fun to watch. Has to be the same okay. thing. right?
1: So Zach's new favorite golfer, Dylan Fratelli
0: guy really until just
1: now yeah I have I, <laughs> I've seen his name around but I you know me like I don't you're not you're nobody until you have strokes gain stats next to your name I don't five top I know tens where. yeah like I said he's been hyped but uh I just don't believe anything until I see your strokes gain numbers and now I've seen oh, his he plays on the Euro like, tour.
0: that's why okay Euro tour yeah. Yeah, interesting. Uh, interesting guy there. Um, what else about How this tournament strikes you yeah, as, was, as yeah, interesting? Uh, I mean, I, I just don't know. Really, I don't really have a lot of. Other, I mean, this, like I said, this, to me, this course is is boring, um, uninteresting. <laughs> uh, I'm sure next week, what what else? What else can you can you throw throw at me here? I'm I'm kind of uh, reaching at straws here.
1: I think literally even the players in this event wish it were the masters instead of this event. It's all the whole thing is like we we really just would rather be at the Masters, but we're gonna try to like make this as much as possible like it otherwise um yeah, Russell Henley has like the last he's got a first, fifth, fourth, and seventh his last four tries here won last year um maybe that's the guy that I can give you um that I'm just not even going to have a part of. I mean, I think, I think that I'm a, I'm not a big course history guy. When you have a course history like that, it does mean something, but it's priced in. I mean, he's 9,200 bucks and he's got like 60, his past 60 rounds. He's like zero strokes gained. Uh, I'm not paying $9,200 for him. Uh, I'll let everyone else. Pay. So that, that's, I'll circle back, answer your question. Fuck Russell Henley. Uh, I mean, he's won us a good amount of money before, but this week, sorry, buddy, and
0: uh I don't know. I think that's about all I've got. He's made the past three cuts of tournaments he has entered. Yeah, four actually. Looking at hot putter. Is that, uh, is that a hot putter?
1: Well, no, it's just nothing. It's just uh, wait. Let me um. Um, I can hold on All right. let me get his hey, last hey take your time uh, no hurry uh,
0: well, while you're thinking about us. that yeah no worries while you're thinking about that um, um, what was I going to say the uh, like you think guys just mail it in if they like ruin Thursday's event or uh, sorry event uh, Thursday's round if they just they're like okay I'm out I'm just going to play the rest of the holes here, and then you know, thinking about next week. That's pretty common, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's hard. Personally, that's what I would do. Uh, I don't know how much these other guys, like, yeah, I would, you know, give. it depends on the situation. Like, if you're a guy that really wants to play into form, like, maybe you, like, uh, do that competitiveness thing, and you're like, I wanna, I wanna do it. I wanna put my practice in on the course in competition but I think if you're somebody who's there because you feel like more of a a sponsor's obligation you're going to be like well I, I gave it my best and get me the fuck out of here I want to go to Georgia
0: um, yeah I don't know so shouldn't, that, miss, shouldn't that favor the guys, the guys that who, who play in this event but don't actually go to the Masters like, uh, like I'm going to guess that let's just go down the list here that uh, I don't know uh, Ryan Blom do you think he'll play in the Masters this year you say bernard longer uh ryan blom <laughs> blom ryan blom ryan
1: i think unless he wins this tournament he will not be in the masters this year
0: does the winner of this tournament qualify for the masters then is that how that works
1: um yeah there's a way i this is these are all questions for a much more well-informed podcast than yeah. this one but there is you can qualify in from this if you win this tournament you're in the masters. I think that there's a way that you could like sneak in on some kind of points even by not winning if you had a really high performance. Um but yeah, you can play your way into the masters this week. And so I'm sure like I said other uh like much more well-informed, well-prepared podcasts will have the list of guys who like could make that happen.
0: Um Well, so here here's an angle that I think that maybe uh, would be fun to look at would be how many uh how many how many fellow uh golfers have have uh, earned their way into the masters by winning this tournament um, just out of curiosity because that, that just seems like an interesting angle I like to think outside the box um, I actually
1: saw this stat the other day and uh, well it's gonna take 90 minutes for the page to load really quick I got um Russell Henley's stats up for the last two months and uh yeah I mean, skipping over the match play, he lost like he he made it he made the cut uh his last stroke play tournament, but he lost like twelve strokes over the weekend like it was pretty abysmal yeah he just he made the cut on putting alone lost twelve strokes over the weekend one before that he had a little pulse tee to green. It's been kind of a mess. Like ninety-two hundred. That's the guy for $9,200? dollars. Like uh, I'm gonna let other people roster him. I'm not gonna touch him. Um,
0: all right. Yeah. Well, I, you know what? Uh, I I believe i I've, I've, I've expired all of the uh, talking that I think I'd like to do on this event. Um, looking forward to next week, Sean. Thanks, and we'll talk to you later.
1: Absolutely appreciate it.